The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. All right, all you out there again in the Healthcare Wrap Posse, thanks for hanging with us. I'm your host, Jared Johnson. This is season two of the Healthcare Wrap. This is the place to be if you want to accelerate the transformation of healthcare and help create the digital health experience that happens outside the clinic. In other words, this is the place to be if you want to be marketing forward. You can join the Posse by listening, subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends. You can find our full archive of episodes at healthcarewrap.com and hit us up on Twitter at healthcarewrap. Finally, a special thank you to our friends at Express Docs, Ulterior Digital, and the Podcast.Healthcare Network for helping us spread the awesome. Hey, uh, Peter, uh, speaking of awesome, uh, you're around today. What's what's going on, man? Well, what a segue. I always like to be called awesome. That's great. How are you? Oh, things are shaping up. We're touching base about the the World Series that's that's about to happen moments from now. So probably by the time this episode hits, there will have been a few games into the series. And uh, alas, it's not an Astros Brewers series, but we got halfway there. Well, your team made it. My team did not. I will just say um, injury to Yelich did not help the situation, but uh, I will be rooting for the Astros. I think they're a great team. And uh, so maybe, you know, there's always next year, but you know, there could be a Packers Patriots Super Bowl with the way those teams are shaping up too. So we'll see how that goes. Six and one at the time of this recording is feels pretty good. So uh, we'll see what happens with my, with my Packers. <laughs> We will see indeed. That's, they've got a lot going on for them. So yeah, that's very possible there. And uh, it's always hard to root against the Patriots. So yes, yes. I'd say that's a good call. But it's good to be back. I've been away for a little bit, but I do feel kind of this um, Ed McMahon approach that we, we talked about. And um, I'm hoping to, um, hoping to get back on more with you. You are, as always, killing it with this podcast. It's amazing. And uh, I've heard so many good things about it. And, you know, I just have to give you a little kudos right off the bat here, what you've been doing with their interviews, the, just the kind of the whole world that you're putting out there right now around this has just been really refreshing and uh, kudos to you for doing this thing. So thank you for having me on again. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for going off script and I uh, do appreciate that. <laughs> I'm making you blush. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No, man, we we're back in the saddle. Like we were just saying, it's been a little bit. We used to, man. It really didn't seem like that long ago, but it's been a while, ladies and gentlemen. We're going on a year and a half of doing this. And, and the better part of that first year was just you and me and going back and forth, talking about healthcare, talking about marketing, talking about tech. And I think today for our wrap out, what do you think about this? You know, What if we kind of go back and forth and we talk about what we've learned about healthcare brands, about hospital brands, how to make them stronger? Things keep changing and, and evolving. And I think that's part of 
of our program here is just the recognition of how often things evolve. And so even compared to a year, year and a half ago, prior to the podcast, the types of conversations we were having, they continue to evolve as well. So let's move into our rap battle. Rap battle. Rap battle is where we do battle against the status quo of healthcare marketing. And that always has something to do with digital and technology and how we actually serve up the correct brands, for lack of a better term, to the world and getting the messages out about our healthcare organizations. How do we do that better? How do we change the way it's always been done so that we can better reach consumers in the ways that we are looking for information. And so our rap battle today, we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to reach back in the archives, find some articles out there that have been in the news recently that affect what a good, strong healthcare brand is. And part of it, Peter, was based on a conversation that I saw that initiated with Jeff Bean at Geisinger. And Let's extend this conversation, right? I contributed to it at first. He basically asked, what makes a good healthcare brand, a hospital brand, a strong hospital brand? And we kind of kept going from there. I commented on his and then I thought, you know what, let's keep this thing going because he had some great comments on his. And so I grabbed it and kind of shared it again and said, hey, you know, let, you know, let's find out what this means. So he recently asked, this was just in the last couple of weeks on LinkedIn, So Jeff asked, yeah, how can health systems create a strong brand? And I just started coming up with some suggestions. And I will start off with the one that I said that that I did not include, which is advertising your US news rankings. (laughs) And here's some, I'm just gonna read these off and and I'd love to get your reaction to these. You know, let's use these as starting points and and pick which one that that kind of resonates with you. But but here are ideas I had to for creating strong health system or hospital brands. So number one, show empathy for patients and consumers. Number two, be more human and transparent in every encounter, every encounter. (laughs) Number three, listen to patients and change the patient experience based on their actual feedback, not what you think it is or not what it used to be, but what their actual feedback is. Number four, break down silos internally to deliver a cohesive, convenient, helpful customer experience at the same level that they get in other areas of their lives. And I thought of Amazon, Starbucks, Zappos, the altogether non-healthcare specific brands that you see out there, the type of customer experience that we get there. Next, reduce friction at key customer touch points. Use digital content to make healthcare less scary, more convenient, and more accessible. We're about halfway through the list. I mean, the list kind of kept going on. I guess I kind of got on one there. But from those so far, anything stick out? Anything you just want to react to? The one that I always love is just being a dad and having kids and um, hearing, you know, when I can't make it to appointments and, and hearing kind of from my wife, you know, almost being a secret shopper in any of the locations that we've gone to in Wisconsin and here, there are some really big ones in those first five or six that you did, not even from the standpoint of being a healthcare marketer. It's just about being a human. And you're in a really vulnerable time, many times in in healthcare, or you're in an area that you are, you don't have a lot of background in. So you expect that, and I think that's a key word here, is there's expectations 
And unfortunately, I think that's the problem, I think, is that in a lot of healthcare systems, maybe not getting the right training, maybe not getting the right people, maybe not um, kind of doing their due diligence on the folks that are in the front lines. But I love the, you know, show empathy for patients and consumers. And, and then that second one, be more human and transparent in every encounter. This isn't retail. This isn't insurance. This is something that is very human, it's a healthcare situation. It might be an emergent one. It may be a long-term one. It could be a congenital one. I mean, these are things that people are going through on a daily basis. And I think that some grace, some humility, and just empathy are key factors, key personality types that you're looking for. So even beyond that kind of that world that we've been talking about in this podcast forever of healthcare marketing, there's just some intrinsic things that people need to do at all levels from the second you walk in to the doctors and surgeons themselves. It's a different world we're in. It comes back down to social media. It comes down to Yelp. It comes down to all those places where people can voice their opinions and they certainly do. I mean, we've seen that, right, Jared? I mean, they're, they're, this is a world where people are not afraid to get on their computer and talk about an experience they had. So those two right off the bat are big ones for me. The next one I would say is, it's a one word in the next one you said, and it's listen. And it was part of listen to patients and changing the experience. We are in a world now where patients can come in fairly informed about what their situation might be because if we're doing this correctly, we're putting out digital, like you said, a little bit further down, digital content. And that's design. We're trying to make them more, more informed. But you also need to listen to them as well. That's important because they have opinions. They have, they know their, their child. They know themselves. They know their grandma, whatever it happens to be, if it's an adult system or a, child, a pediatric uh, situation. They're offering you this information and what they're hoping to do is to be heard. Just like any human wants to be heard and then make decisions based off of that. Of course, the other side of that coin is, and I've heard this from many doctors, you'll get an occasional patient that comes in with reams of paper, you know, they've, they've printed out, you know, everything about a certain malady from, you know, off of WebMD and they're, they're self-diagnosing. And of course, that's always the frustrating part about being a doctor in this day and age. So it's a, it's a little bit of a, a kind of ride the fence there, but I do feel like listening is a big part of that. So I wanted to just say that. And then I would say the, the final thing that I wanted to say is about listening from a mark now, if I switch over to marketing side of things, is to listen to the doctors as well. We've joked before the MD stands for marketing director, and I know that's a great joke, and and sometimes that is the case where they're overstepping their bounds. But you know, in my career, I don't think I've been steered too wrong by listening to some of the doctors and the surgeons and the clinical staff. These are people that are on the front lines or are seeing a trend over a, over a period of time, and you know what. They are the the go-to, if you will, for content ideas. I mean, I have to admit this. This is going to be my big admittal right now, Jared. I love healthcare because it it's so darn easy to come up with content. <laughs> it's like it falls in your lap because there's new procedures, there's new technologies, there's great patient stories. There's so many things. There's proactive well-being health. There's reactive emergent things. I mean, there is constant opportunities for content and to, and to market content in a great new way and, and using AI and all these things that we'll be talking about. 
that's my admittal here is that it just, I think healthcare has so many opportunities for content and to be a great marketer. So those are my, I know that was a little bit long-winded, but those are my kind of instant answers off those first bunch of bullets that you gave. If customers retain 95% of a message when they see it on video, but only 10% of a message when they read it, why are you still using print-only brochures to get your marketing across? Express Docs is here to bring you into the future. Introducing Print Plus Video, their newest technology that pairs the effectiveness of video marketing with the portable convenience of print marketing. Print Plus Video is a customizable brochure that's equipped with an LCD screen to clearly display your message to your audience in a way that resonates with them. Whether you're fundraising, recruiting, or any project in between, Print Plus Video helps you create an engaging experience that captivates your audience and increases conversion. For more information on Express Docs Print Plus Video, contact an Express Docs rep at 866-977-3627. That's 866-977-3627. Or visit expressdocs.com slash thehealthcarewrap. That's Express, beginning with an X. Well, I really like the the theme that you're coming up with of really focusing on the care itself versus the promotions first, right? Some of the comments on LinkedIn, James Gardner was one, Chris Pace was another, some some focused on understanding really what the organization is all about. I remember James's, uh, James, your comment was about, you know, just looking across the entire customer experience as your patients navigate their journey to wellness and observe and listen, like you were just saying, Peter. And then he basically says, once you've found those kind of wow moments along the patient journey and the customer journey, then those, the events, the PR, the advertising and the, the promotions, those come much later, but you've got to deliver the experience first or it's what's the point of promoting an experience that's not going to make people happy or at least even make their life a little easier or a little less chaotic during a time, like you said, that is going, nobody wants to be in that situation. So the last thing they're going to look for is something that, that's mediocre or does not help them in some way or another. So some of the other suggestions there that were in this conversation included the following. And I'll, I'll be curious what you think about these ones too, Peter. Uh, the next one was connecting consumers with answers about their health at the right time and in the right channels, improving the access journey. So specifically, how do you access care? Improving the billing experience, which is, I could spend an entire episode <laughs> just on that. But yeah. Improving the billing experience is one. Personalizing every encounter is another one. Answering the phone when patients call and returning their calls and texts, heaven forbid, right? Uh, Being transparent in our marketing and advertising, eliminating clickbait, and finally, no longer settling for obsolete spends of our marketing dollars. And my one quick comment on those last few as I started to dive into marketing, I'm still not talking specific channels there. I'm still just focusing on an overall experience that these are the principles that guide us in each channel. I didn't say, hey, in Facebook, do this. In Snapchat, do this. Hey, you know, where's your TikTok strategy for this? You know, here's your email strategy. This is much higher level than that. It, it has to do with, with indeed understanding that a lot of these pieces are still, still today owned by different teams within the hospital structure. So how do you do this? Well, first and foremost, by coming together and not focusing on one single aspect of it. There's a lot of cross-talking and a lot of complementary actions going on, and it's only going to do any good. Those health systems who have figured these things out that are making progress and making a difference in these areas, they are doing it 
in a cross-departmental way, they have broken down some silos. They've recognized they have to change structures, change organizations, change responsibilities of, of individuals to be able to cover this from a different angle. And, and that's, in, in my mind, the advent of digital itself overall ha- has been one of the reasons that these changes have occurred. And yet, we still have so, much, so far to go. I, I think, you know, if you and I had this conversation a couple of years ago, we would have gotten partway through this list and we would have been like, well, yeah, some of these things still kind of seem obvious. And yet here we are still talking about some of them. Right, right. And so with the ones that you just went over, the one that I love a lot, and it could be, it could be its own podcast for as, as far as I'm concerned, but the connecting the consumers with, with answers about health, and, you know, right time, right place, right channel. The one I always point back to is what Amanda Todorovich is doing at, at Cleveland Clinic. I mean, not only on the consumer side, but even on the physician side. I mean, they have two parallel journeys for folks. And what I love about them is they've almost made WebMD obsolete because they're offering so much content. They're offering so much opportunity for someone to educate themselves. But the best part is, is, is it's their content. They are doing it. They are putting the information out there. So they are kind of directing the content. And so the idea of somebody coming in with reams of paper, fine for them, because if it's paper off of, from their site, then they, they, they know what, what this person is going to be talking about and, and you know, what they might be bringing forward. So I love that one. And that one is, a I always point to them as a key example, but I'm hoping that more health systems embrace that, move that. That's that whole content marketing approach too, is, is understanding what to put out there, when to put it out there and in what channels. The other one I will say kind of is a, a kind of a two-parter. It's kind of that access journey is, do you have the ability to get in, to be seen in certain areas? And I think the second part of that is the marketing aspect of that is, Make sure that you are marketing something that you, that people uh, can get access uh, or can get appointments. Because I'll tell you one thing: the the whole you know field of dreams thing. You're in for a real PR nightmare if you are trying to or if you are marketing something and you don't have the capacity wherewithal to see patients on a timely basis. That is a recipe for doom and destruction. So I think understanding that journey before you even go into marketing, that's part of that, those strategy sessions and planning, the thoughtful planning on that. Those are really, really important. I, and I, all those other ones that you did say are great, but I pulled those two out. And the one thing I will say in the comments too, the one I, I thought was interesting was Jim Samuels. I've seen Jim on a lot of your posts and, and I, I, I like what he says, you know, but he said, why isn't deliver high quality healthcare not on the list? I would only say to that, that, that's got to be one of those, I almost lump that into like the um, US news kind of stuff. Like it's almost a, a table stakes thing now where you better be able to do that. So it's everything beyond that. Like that is kind of the core competency, if you will. Like you have to do that. You're not going to be going to a hospital if they are, you know, their outcomes are terrible. I just feel like that is kind of like a given and everything around that or beyond that is what we're talking about here. So, but I don't know. I'd be interested to hear more on that as well. I like that too. I really liked Jim's comment. I'm glad you brought that one up. There are some pieces that, yeah, of course, where's the, the brand ultimately coming from? It, that is the brand. That is exactly what's happening. That's the service being rendered is right. the high quality care. So if that's not happening, none of the rest of this matters. <laughs> <And it's, laughs> exactly. So, you know, that still is, it's, it's worth bringing that up because 
We don't want to lose sight. That's the whole point of this whole conversation, right? Is that we don't lose sight of what's important and we don't lose sight of why we are invested in so many different little things. And when the next shiny object comes and we're being asked to investigate that thing, we can do that, but then get back to the things that are still important because we've, we've been able to strategize and define what our approach is to some of these things. Is this just a checklist that you literally just go one by one and, and check things off? Of course not. There are starting points all along the way what the goal of this really was to get us thinking as marketers and communicators to make sure that we are not missing opportunities to do these kinds of things all along the way. Some of them ought to be initiatives in and of themselves. And some of them just ought to be things that we think about as we create our content. We do need to show more empathy. We need to be more human. We need to be more transparent. We need to be able to create an access journey with the website with a provider directory. We need to be able to understand how these pieces fit in. If we don't know, I mean, sometimes it's really just like either steering the ship and we don't have the GPS. We don't know where we're going, but we just know we're on the ship. We know it's going somewhere. It could be in circles for all we know. We just, we just don't know where that destination is. Or sometimes it, it really is. It, it's just going that way without... It can wear us out, all this activity that we are doing, especially if we don't know where it is. It's like putting a, jig a jigsaw puzzle together, right? And if you don't have the picture of what it looks like, you won't know what the picture is supposed to be until you get all the pieces in place. That can be really frustrating, especially if some of the pieces don't quite fit anywhere. So sometimes as healthcare marketers, that's where we're doing. We're putting together this puzzle and we don't have the picture in front of us. So the message from me is to do our best, you know, to find out what that next step is and to take it and to let that be part of our, whether that's part of our, our annual planning and our strategic planning for the coming year, or that's just simply part of an activity we do this coming week. Can we create a message? Can we craft a headline in one of our posts? Can we tell the story a little bit differently that does show more empathy, for instance. So that would be my challenge. And I, I think it's a great conversation, just something to think about that's going to be continual from here on out. Definitely, definitely. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Ultera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Ultera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Ultera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ultera Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. Cool. Well, all right. Rap battle taken care of here. Let's move on to keeping it real. Keeping it real. Because keeping it real is where I just ask our guests one simple question. And I think it came out between you and me that 
I've not given you the opportunity to answer this question yet. This keeping it real question. It's really simple. It's it's what's one thing marketers can do better to improve healthcare itself, not necessarily just the marketing of it. And I understand you had an article here that you wanted to share that had to do with that. I did. So thanks for including me and asking me this for the first time. I, that's, I love this little new uh, aspect to the podcast. So... This article just came out in Medical Marketing and Media in the beginning of October, and it's entitled Children's Hospital Colorado Shakes Up Traditional Messages. And what I loved about this article was that it wasn't so much about, sure it is about this uh, campaign, but it was about why they did this campaign and, and why they started this campaign. And two big kind of aha moments kind of came out of this article and reading this article. And I, I love when articles do this, that just kind of, they make you back, you know, sit back and do the Arsenio Hall thing and the things that make you go, hmm, you know, that kind of a thing. That's, how do you like that going back to that? Pretty good. Nice. Well played. Yeah. Their big uh, ask out of this article or this campaign, I should say, is instead of parents automatically thinking in a, in a somewhat emergent situation. I'm not talking trauma. I'm just talking about, you know, when you have an opportunity to make a decision with your child, could be broken arm, could be some of the, the basic emergent things, um, flu or, you know, something along those lines, maybe even a, a poisoning, not, you know, and this is that weird kind of what is emergent, what is trauma, that kind of thing. I won't get into that at this point, but you have an opportunity to take your child somewhere based on this. And so what Children's Hospital of Colorado is trying to do, say is let's get parents to move away from automatically thinking where's the nearest hospital to where's the nearest children's hospital. And so the idea around this is that kids are different than adults. That's kind of their, the crux of their new, new campaign. You read the article, they're talking about physiological differences between adults and children, you know, faster heartbeats, immature immune systems, smaller blood platelets, growth plates and bones that are still, that are still there. They heal, just kids heal faster. Uh, the amount of anesthesia that they have to have during surgery is different. There's so many different things that happen. And so, the, again, one kind of moves to the other. So they talked about how, you know, instead of going, what's the nearest hospital, what's the nearest children's hospital, that kind of goes into the fact that children's hospitals shouldn't only be looked at as high acuity, heavy duty approaches to pediatric care. So it's not just for cancer. It's not just for major hypoplastic left hearts or transplants of hearts or things like that. Children's hospitals play a huge role in casting broken bones, well care, even to the point where we're starting to get better with diets and, you know, with the obesity problem with children and all those kinds of things. They're trying to change this. This is a national thing, Jared. This is not just Colorado. Colorado is doing a great job of saying, hey, we're going to take the bull by the horns and we're going to talk about this. But Overall, this is an issue that children's hospitals have across the United States. They are not only for high acuity situations. And also, you do need to come to us as a children's hospital because if you have kids, we know kids and there are so many differences between adults and kids. Hey, everyone. If you're a member of the Healthcare Rap Posse, then you know the show is here and the mission is clear. That mission is to spread the awesome of healthcare digital marketing. And did you know one of the best ways to spread the awesome is by attending HCIC, the Healthcare Internet Conference, November 4th through the 6th in Orlando, Florida. Hi, I'm Laura Clemens, Director of Strategic Operations at Greystone, inviting you to join hundreds of the best and brightest minds in healthcare digital marketing at HCIC. 
This is set to be our biggest year yet. We offer 72 sessions covering topics including CRM, voice search, podcasting, measurement, social media, patient acquisition, and the list goes on. You can hear proven success stories and learn how to stay ahead of the curve of what's coming next in digital marketing. One of the favorite comments I hear from attendees is that they have found their tribe at HCIC. It's a place to recharge your batteries and network with colleagues from hospitals and health systems around the country. Where else can you connect with hundreds of colleagues who are dealing with the same challenges as you on a daily basis? That's what the conference is all about. You can find your tribe at HCIC too. Go to hcic.net to learn more and get registered today. See you there. So I just was really impressed with this article and they have the, the video in there they, that they're working with an agency. And um, I just really love the fact that they're saying this perception of, you know, a children's hospital is a place to go for something seriously wrong or life-threatening has got to be shed. It's more about going to a, a children's hospital for everyday injuries and illnesses and things that aren't quite as dire because they are the experts in how to deal with children's situations because they're so different than adults. And uh, thoughts on this uh, and, and what you think about that? Well, I think it's just spot on to this whole conversation about how to build a strong brand. We have to understand what our brand is all about, who we're caring for, how we fit into the community. And I think you just hit all of those perfect, perfect examples of how slight differences, in my mind, slight differences in the focus patient of who a provider is trying to provide care for those slight differences can make a big difference in not only what type of brand we build, but their strength and their part within the community. So a, a great way to just kind of wrap this up and a great way to give this a real life example. Great article, Peter. And I wanted to thank you for your time today. Great to be back in the saddle with you again. You got it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, thanks for joining me this week. And all of you who are listening, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to join the posse. Listen, subscribe, leave a review. And better yet, tell your friends, for sure. Tell your friends. If you enjoyed anything about this podcast, let them know. Healthcare Wrap is an Altera digital production and a member of the podcast.healthcare network. So on behalf of Peter and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks. And that's a wrap. Thanks.